Hello, this is Curtis Edwards, Vice President of Investor Relations at Hudson Investing. Are you ready to start building your multifamily portfolio? Kent and I are excited to announce our newest deal in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This 157-unit property offers a unique chance to acquire a B-class value-add property for just $120,000 per door. This is well below replacement costs. De-risking the deal even further is a favorable loan assumption with over six years remaining at 3.73% fixed. With 50 economic development projects underway and 70,000 jobs within a 20-minute drive, the South Carolina upstate region is primed for above-average job, population, and rent growth. Don't miss out on this exclusive deal. Find the link in the description notes to learn how you can invest. Um, because if you've created a good experience, you know, that hype of all of the marketing that's been there, you know, the experience of living there has created this value to them and they see it, they're more than likely going to move with you um, through their, you know, home buying and where they live process. Welcome to Right Around Real Estate, the show about how to passively invest like a pro. On each episode, I interview real estate experts who give their top investing advice, strategies, and tools, and I break down their insights into practical steps to avoid the pitfalls and make better investments. I want to help you passively invest like a pro. This is Ritter on Real Estate, and I'm your host, Kent Ritter. Hello, fellow investors. Welcome to another episode of Ritter on Real Estate, where we teach you how to passively invest like a pro. Today, my guest is Deborah Wyatt, and Deborah is the Chief Experience Officer at Sicilian Partners. Deborah brings well over a decade of customer experience expertise, working with community developers, production home builders, and homeowners associations. Deborah, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks, Kent. I appreciate it. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Deborah. You know, I understand, you know, your background kind of coming in, coming into this, you know, you're, you're at the forefront of prop tech and kind of this, this buzzword that's exploding in the industry and all these different applications of technology. And I definitely want to dig into those, but, but before we do that, give our listeners um, a little understanding of where you come from and and your background and, and how you've gotten to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, born and raised, I am a Hoosier at heart, Um, but my background really started in kind of the creating experiences and memories for people. So got my degree from Indiana and parks and recreation with a focus of tourism and just kind of happened to land into the real estate realm mainly for planning events and that social fabric, how people engage in communities, leverage the amenities and packages that are there to essentially have a better life and, and live their lives to the fullest. And so joined Sicilian Partners to really kind of lead the charge as their chief experience officer in helping community development across the country, whether it's single family from a master plan community side or in your listener's case, kind of that multifamily aspect of how to kind of identify ways to connect consumers to their property from a storytelling aspect. So that customer journey, how to make sure that all of those various aspects are connecting throughout the whole process, as well as identifying ways to really use technology to benefit not only you as the investor or the developer of that project, but also from the consumer side to create that better experience. Gotcha. 
<clears throat> Sounds fascinating. So when you talk about from, from a storytelling, storytelling standpoint, like what does that mean? Can you give us an example? Yeah. So if you think about the memories you create, there's typically a story around it. And when you're looking for a place to live or a place to kind of set up your office and kind of have that aspect, storytelling really is connecting those elements of the emotional piece to it. And so if there's particular elements of, you know, your project that you're really trying to kind of set yourself apart from, so whether it maybe it's the, from a sustainability side that you're trying to kind of lure consumers in, in your efforts there, or you're promoting health and wellness or that social connection options of amenities that you're offering. You know, you have gyms, you have a cafe, you have concierge services, mm-hmm. connecting that into the consumer through storytelling and leveraging that dynamic of creating a story of how they're going to live once they're there. So really trying to connect all of the various elements of your project to a consumer based on how they're going to experience post-purchase or post-lease up. Gotcha. So, okay. So the way I'm thinking about this is instead of just having on your website, like, like we typically do, like, Hey, we have a pool, we have a fitness center, we have a dog park, right? You're, you're talking about actually, like, are you creating a story around those so that the person can kind of visualize themselves there? Or, or how, how do you create that story around like the fitness center, for example? Right. Yeah. So great, great question. If we think about, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words, how, how impactful is, you know, being able to explore and navigate something that actually interacts with you and video mm-hmm. content, right? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. If we think from the aspect of like a gym and let's say you're in a multifamily project and there's multiple buildings, but you know that there's a gym. If I were looking at multifamily, I love gyms. I work out just about every day. So I'm going to want to pick a unit or pick a, pick the building that actually has the gym in it. So it's mm-hmm. more convenient for me. So I don't have to walk out in the rain at five in the morning, et cetera, or snow. And so being able to help that consumer identify within that project through storytelling, through interactive tools, like a map, for example, of how they're actually going to get from one place to the other, mm-hmm. what that, what's that, what's that going to feel like? Maybe mm-hmm. I don't, maybe gems aren't for me and I, I'm good with just some <clears throat> images and kind of like a virtual tour. That's still important for the, from the consumer aspect, from the, you know, I can have it at some point when I'm ready, it's there. Right. But if there mm-hmm. is a consumer that's really trying to make those efforts and that's an allure to them, having them be able to figure out how that's going to actually interact in their day to day is really important. Gotcha. So, so the idea is that as we're, so if we're marketing our, our properties, for example, right. To, to prospects, not just, not just, as I said, kind of just stating the facts that like we have a fitness center and like, here, here's a picture of it, but you're, you're actually, the goal is to create kind of an interactive experience. Right. So they, they can, I don't know whether it's a 3d tour maybe is one is one way to do that. Right. And and there's probably other ways. Yeah. So, so if you think about, you know, having kind of the 
the project on paper, right? Mm -hmm. How can you kind of bring those various elements to life? The nice thing is, is if you kind of have that be an interactive tool, you can actually track where consumers are going and what they're looking at. And so Mm -hmm. if you're making a big push on, you know, that you're dog friendly, are consumers really going and checking out where that dog park is, or is it just kind of a hit or miss? So that Mm -hmm. way you can kind of take those insights from what consumers are actually looking at from your current project and identifying, you know, maybe we should in our next building have another area because everybody seems to be targeted towards this mm-hmm. like small little park it, pocket park or amenity outdoor grill section. Yeah. And we're seeing that consumers are using it really, really heavily. So to continue building on that momentum, let's add another one versus, you know, another thing that you think you need, right? right? Because consumers right. aren't necessarily gravitating towards it when they're looking right. at your project. So this is not about just just advertising what you have. It's also about deciding what amenities um, you should have on your property, right? Ba- using this this consumer data, um, I, I think that's really interesting because oftentimes you know we try to like we'll do a, we'll do a survey of residents for for example, right? Like we have ideas going in. But when you're first looking at a property, you don't really understand the demographics of the people who, who live there. You're looking at the building and the condition of the building and things. And it's not really until you get into much later in the process that you really start to like see the leases and understand, you know, even just ages of people, number of families, things like that, pet, number of pets, things like that. So, so we're often guessing, I guess, on the, on the front end of like, these are like the common types of things we do, whether it's, you know, fitness center, dog park, playground, right? But um, but you're talking about really using like customer data to drive those decisions. So, so how do you, how do you go about capturing that type of information? So there's various organizations out there that'll help you kind of get a sense for the market if you're new to it, right? Um, But I think for kind of a local developer or investor that kind of can pull from their other markets or from their other projects is really where kind of those real grasp of consumer insights can come into play. And then once you're getting ready to launch, you can kind of track, obviously, on your website, who's actually looking, where they're coming from. Are you seeing a big flux of people from a particular market that you weren't even trying to target? Mm-hmm. You know, why is that? Or are they coming from a particular sub suburb of, let's say, in Indianapolis, there's this migration from Greenwood up north or what have mm-hmm. you? Um, why? Like, what kind of marketing efforts can you do to help kind of continue to push those trends from a consumer side, as well as identifying, you know, let's say you've got a particular market that you're trying to go after and you're just not connecting with them, you know, or it's, you know, you're trying to focus more on empty nesters, you know, kind of that older demographic, but they're just not there. So identifying why that's the case and leveraging, you know, those information from kind of a holistically from a market standpoint and really comparing it to your real, real time data that you're capturing through various platforms of technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love the idea because I feel like we, when we are looking to acquire a property, we are, we're looking at all those things, right? We're looking at, because we want to find like the markets and then the submarkets and then the property in those submarkets that, that we think are going to perform the best. So we're doing all of this, this, 
<clears throat> market survey data, right? We're looking at all these things. We're looking at, at migration trends and demographic patterns and things. But, but when we're actually marketing the properties, once we have the property, then we're actually setting out to like attract people to the property. I feel like it's so, it's so much less sophisticated. Right. You know, and, and and it's really just okay. We're going to create. We're creating the website that's going to have again these things listed on it. We're going to talk about them, um, and we're going to do you know kind of standard advertising practices and things. But I think what you're describing is, is taking that same level of sophistication that that we are that we're doing to acquire right, and, and using that to to attract residents to your property and create leads for your property right. Yeah, and, and really kind of leveraging that in the initial phase, but then using that kind of as your base, right? Mm -hmm. So we decided to create these various elements and amenities for a particular demographic and making sure that you're actually attracting that demographic. And if you're not, right. what demographic are you attracting? What are they right. interested in? And right. so the idea of, you know, there's all this upfront and excitement and having all of that information to actually decide which project you're going to go with. And like you said, you start it and you're kind of like, was that marketing effort worth it? Or is right. it just hot market and we just can't keep up period. Right. Um, but you know, what we really try to encourage is yes, especially right now, the market is hot, right? Like anybody mm -hmm. can sell just about anything anywhere. Um, however, if the market starts to tick down what data, what information is out there? You know, how have you empowered those sales reps or leasing agents to kind of really connect with the consumer so you can keep that momentum if there is a downshift at some point, which we know there will be. Right, right, exactly, right. Yeah, like you said, when everything's going great, it's fine. Yeah. But uh, but you're talking about how are you, yeah, kind of how are you, being really thoughtful about your marketing activities, right? And your advertising activities. And, and I guess more generally, like how are you interacting with, with your prospects? And I also take that to, to the residents on site, right? Cause you're creating, the, you're always, should always be creating an experience for them. Right. Right. It's not a, and I guess the way I think about that is, is it's not a, I mean, like signing up for a lease is a transaction, but it shouldn't feel transactional. It should feel like, they're bought in your, your whole thing you brought it, you said at the beginning was like, you want them to be bought in emotionally to the property. Right. And the way you bring them in emotionally is through storytelling. Right. Right. Well, yeah. great. Great. Well, I, I think I get it. Yeah. We're, we'll have to talk more about uh, how we start to implement some of these aspects. Cause I, cause I really like that idea. I just feel like um, this is something we've been looking a lot at is, is kind of, you know, marketing and gathering customer data. But I feel like the sophistication on the acquisition side is so great. And then as you go to actually market the property, there's, there's really a drop off there. So I think there, there's a lot of room to run. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially, you know, from a multifamily investor that has multiple projects, you know, if you think that you're tailoring one to a particular demographic and that, you know, person that's living there or, you know, a handful of people start to get older and you're actually trying to do, you know, a nicer, more luxury boutique, mm -hmm. why not leverage those consumers based on the information that you know on them mm -hmm. to try to attract them to your next project? Mm -hmm. um, because if you've created a good experience, you know, that hype of all of the marketing that's been there, you know, the experience of living there has created this value to them and they see it, they're more than likely going to move with you um, through their, you know, home buying and where they live process. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I love that. Even if, if you have 
for example, like multiple properties in a, in a market that are maybe, maybe different tiers or different classes, right? And kind of, but using all that data coming together, looking at that, you know, to be able to make decisions. And, and I think that could also impact future acquisition decisions, right? Of you're saying, okay, you know, what are, because if you've got that data, you've got great data on the demographics and the market, you know, what's working well, what's not, you know, which locations are performing, which are not. And using that to drive like a data-driven decision um, even for, for your next acquisition. So, no, I, I think that I love what you're talking about. I think it make, makes a lot of sense. And so at, so at Cecilian, I know you guys are, are kind of at the forefront of, of a lot of this, this prop tech that, that we talk about, right? And, and I know that you in particular, Deborah, have, have written a few articles related to kind of where we're going with prop tech, what does the future look like? So I would love to get your perspective on just, you know, what, like, where do you see, I guess, let's we'll start at the top. Where do you see, um, how do you see technology impacting real estate over, over the next several years? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting and it's, it's a very big question. So I'll try not to just ramble on for mm-hmm. forever, but, you know, really where I see technology coming into play in new construction of real estate is, you know, from a, from the aspect of being able to connect it with consumers and leveraging data in real time. We've leveraged technology for a long time, you know, having websites, having a social media presence, having, you know, various things and forms that people can fill out. That's all been there. But if we think of technology overall holistically, the real estate industry is definitely lagging versus hospitality versus travel, versus Mm -hmm. other big markets, retail, for example. And so I think from a technology standpoint in real estate, we need to leverage and look at what those other markets have been doing for a very long time, well over a decade, and kind of get up to speed. And I think from a prop tech and technology standpoint in real estate, the last year has really pushed us as an industry to kind of get there faster, whether it's virtual tours or having people be able to go do a tour on their own via a code to kind of check in, that type of thing. But really where we need to kind of connect the dots is on that experience side of technology and not miss out the human aspect of when somebody actually comes in to connect, to lease up, to make that purchase, to find more information, you know, we still need to have Mm -hmm. that human aspect, especially, you know, if we think of all of the emotions that come into where you live. And so I think from a bigger perspective, to answer your question, where do I think technology is going? I think it's a tool, um, honestly, that's not going to replace all of the emotional elements and the human interaction that happens. But I think it's a tool that can actually enhance it and make it more enjoyable, not only from the consumer aspect, but also from the individual that's working with that transaction all the way through the person that's investing in it to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think that human aspect doesn't go away. I, but the hope is that the technology allows us to spend more time there, right? More of a humanistic approach, if you will, right? And to, because you're removing a lot of the mundane a lot of, a lot of the repetitive tasks and things. So what, I mean, what are some of the ways I, I think there's a, there, like you said, there's a lot of room to run uh, in real estate with different types of technology, but what are some areas where, where you see um, maybe we're getting it right or, or we're leveraging tech technology in a way, like you said, over the last year that, that has made that experience better for the customers. 
So one thing that I think has um, allowed it to kind of exponentially move forward is the idea of being able to tour without someone. Mm -hmm. Um, You think of the aspect of, you know, finding a place to live, whether it be an apartment, a condo or a single family home, you know, walking through with somebody is, can be very uneasy, right? Mm -hmm. They're like constantly watching you and all of that stuff. So I think the virtual tour component, as well as being able to just kind of have the opportunity to look at items, figure out where you want to live from your couch. So identifying ways that people can connect with you virtually first is really important, especially if you think of people can work remote now. Um, There's a lot more flexibility than there was even two years ago. Um, And so people have that ability, but that also means that they might be moving from across the country. So how are they going to find your property? How are they going to identify themselves there and see themselves there first before they even walk into the door? And I think that's where the industry has, has started to take steps towards. And mm-hmm. I think over the next, you know, two, three years, it's going to go leaps and bounds for those that are the true innovators, the ones that actually want to try to leverage this aspect um, and take us to the next level. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. So we've implemented self-guided tours at, at several of our properties now. We're starting to expand out through the portfolio. But I mean, the, the feedback has been great. And it, and it is really, it's probably the technology I'm most excited about because you see the, the ability to do like a really good tour without having to have that person to person contact, right? And it's all curated through the phone. It's similar to what you were, you were talking about where earlier, like they show up to the fitness center and because there's geolocation beacons in the building, it knows they're at the fitness center. And so it, it you know, on the app, it'll come up and it'll be like, welcome to the fitness center. Here's all the great things about the fitness center. Um, and, and I just, I think that's such a cool one cool process. I think it helps people, like you said, kind of, it removes some of that friction of the process, like just feel like feeling awkward, feeling like you, you've got to be with somebody, being able to do it on your own schedule. Like, like right. both from scheduling, like when you want to go, but also just the pace of the tour and, and, and spend time where you want to and, and, and not on the things that don't really matter to you. I mean, maybe you love to swim, but you don't ever use the fitness center. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's been a, a huge impact. And I think it gets to allowing people to really like visualize themselves living in the space. Right. And, and I think those virtual tours have also been, whether you're using like a, a Matterport or, or like a, a Rico, Rico or something, and you're, you're able to actually walk through and click through the property or click through the apartment, you know, and stand in, in different positions and see the perspective from those different positions. I mean, those are things I think that have really helped, really helped, really made an impact on, on us and in our leasing process. Yeah. Absolutely. And think of all the consumer information that you're collecting on that, right? And so being able to know who's who's doing those virtual tours remotely, where they're yeah. at, everything yeah. else, and you can kind of cater that message and their follow-up based yeah. on what they looked at. And I think that's where that human element comes into play. Yep. How you train your employees to go, okay, we had somebody fill out all this information. Here's everything that they did from a journey so far that we're aware of. They clicked on the gym. They're interested in a two bedroom, two bath. They want to be on a higher floor, mm-hmm. you know, and it looks like they're coming from you know, California. So when you reach out to that consumer, you can be like, Oh, I saw that you were interested and kind of connect with them. So that way, when they do travel to your market to check it out or what have you, 
they kind of feel like they already have a friend there. Cause if you think about moving, yeah, it's a big kind of upheave of all of the things that you're used to where your grocery store is, where your local amenities are, your friends, yeah. your family, et cetera. And so to feel that comfort kind of helps that emotional um, process of finding out where you're going to live and where you choose to live a little more joyful and a little better. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think it's about making it like you're just be able to add that kind of that human element to it, right? You're tailoring the message to, to the individual. Like I, I love the example. I think, I think one of the, one of the folks, as we were setting up the, the self-guided tour technology, one of, one of the folks from, from the company used this example of like, um, you know, in the process, they're capturing pet information, you know, and then able to, to lead the follow-up with, you know, how, you know, I hope you and Sparky are doing well, right. And, and enjoyed the, you know, the time at the dog park, things like that. Like, I think that, I think that, that just adds a whole another element that's going to set you apart. Uh, you know, if you maybe have toured several apartments and have everybody reaching out to you, the one that can be the more personal is probably the one that's going to win out. And so I think that's so important. I think, and I like the idea of, and I think this is where we have, we have room to still run. I think some people probably naturally do it well of like, you know, read the notes and understand and tailor it to the person, but, but definitely not doing that in a systematic way, right. To make sure that, that every time we're connecting, we're, we're using all the information that we're taking in, you know, and, and really being thoughtful about how we, how we reach out. I really like that idea. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's important, right? If we think about, you know, moving forward at the, like we mentioned, the market is so insanely hot right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of, there's just not enough time. There's not enough time to respond. You know, you're trying to hit deadlines and everything else. And so a lot of that human aspect is, you know, kind of being pushed to the wayside. And I think that's really where, you know, those more successful projects and properties are really going to thrive is being able to just capture that and make sure that it is a good experience moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome, Deborah. I, I love your perspective and the idea of just focusing on the customer experience, making it more, more humanistic, using storytelling to really build an emotional connection with the property from afar, right? I think that's, I think that's so critical to differentiate yourself, but and that's great. Before I let you go, I want to move into our, our keys to success round. I've got four questions I'd like to ask you. Uh, the first one, which is a little, it'll be a little different from your perspective, but I'm interested to hear your answer is what is one question that, that every investor should ask their deal sponsor? So, so the person that's kind of, they're investing with kind of running their deal. What's one question that that investor should be asking? So one question I think would be interesting is, you know, speaking of this topic of technology, right? What information, what technology sources from a data standpoint can that, you know, sponsor help you as far as to make your project successful? You know, Mm -hmm. can they leverage what they've seen in the industry as far as best practices and those types of things to really help you set up for success, leverage technology and data to kind of make your project be the best that it can be? Yeah, I, I really like that answer. I think that I think that's a clear way to differentiate in a market that is is just more and, and more um, just more more and more competitive, right? And I think that technology piece is going to be a clear way to differentiate. Yeah. 
So what are you most proud of in your career? Um, you know, I would say what I'm most proud of is that at my core, which is really, you know, bringing people together, I've always kind of found a way to, to do that um, and kind of grown throughout the whole project. And so for me, it's always about, you know, creating these memorable moments and inspiring people to do so as well. Um, and so being able to do that for 10 years, kind of on the master plan community side, working through various elements of bringing that to life and seeing people interact and now being able to kind of take it even to a bigger scale, you know, and leveraging technology to do that and keeping the human element, I'd say is probably the most proud that I've been, um, and look forward to still being proud years to come. So <laughs> awesome. Awesome. What book should everybody be reading? So um, one that I've read recently is The Future is Faster Than You Think, and it's by Peter Domenis, Um, I believe. I probably butched his last name, but um, it's really interesting because he talks about various ways technology has you know, impacted our day-to-days that we don't even think about and mm-hmm. how much it has over the last like even 20 years and what the next 20 years is going to look like. And so it's very interesting from transportation to healthcare to, you know, energy to housing and real estate um, specifically, yeah. a whole bunch of good nuggets in there. So I would highly recommend people read it because it's interesting. Very cool. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. And last but not least, what is your number one key to success? Um, I would say my number one key is consistency compounds. So, you know, if you think about what you're trying to do and goals that you want to achieve, I'm sure they're pretty lofty, but if you can make small increment steps every single day, Mm -hmm. the ball will continue to roll. So Mm -hmm. whether it's on a personal level where you're trying to, you know, run your first 5k half marathon or health from a health perspective, what you're trying to do, every little action that you make every day just kind of compounds on what on each on each other. So you, yeah. you know, wake up and you're living great, or you finally get to that goal of X amount in savings or having a bigger portfolio, you're not just going to wake up and it's magically there 10 years from now. So mm-hmm. trying to keep those goals front of mind and make small consistency, consistent steps every day to kind of achieve those. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fantastic advice. And often the, those huge goals can feel overwhelming, right? As you said, but breaking it down into, into bite-sized chunks can really help you just take action. And and it, it also just sounds like like I think about it as like falling in love with the process and not the out not the outcome, right? And, and if, if you're doing the right things, um, the outcome will will come, right? But but it's just about making sure you're doing the right things every day. So yeah, I really appreciate that message. Yep, absolutely. Awesome, Deborah. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, they want to learn more about Sicilian Partners, um, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So if you want to reach out to me, by all means, I'm on LinkedIn. So you can connect with me there. You can also learn more about Sicilian Partners at SicilianPartners.com. And there's great resources and tools out there for you to either see our technology or just learn more about our approach to the customer experience. Fantastic. We'll make sure all that's listed below. So folks go down and click and get in touch with you. And Deborah Wyatt, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, sharing your knowledge with us today. Thanks so much, Kent. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Ritter on Real Estate. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on the content that will make you a better investor. 
Also, visit KentRitter.com for articles, videos, and tools curated just for passive investors. Until next time, this is Kent Ritter with Ritter on Real Estate. Now go out and invest like a pro.